Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by... You were hungover, you, you started off hungover, but I thought, I think we both did, but the... <laughs> Just sheer confusion over this SmackDown show has woken us up considerably. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm... Uh, hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. I'm not sure I am hungover, because I didn't have that much to drink. I was rather merry at our mm. screening of Beyond the Mat. I think I'm just tired. And I've, yeah. got, and I've, got, that, um, I've got that drink belly that's starting to kick in. When you just sort of feel a bit queasy, I smell it, yeah, yeah, and you just sort of feel you like dropped I, a few. I just feel, I don't, I just, <laughs> I just feel gross. Like I just feel like I haven't slept, and because I got up so early this morning to watch SmackDown, which then was a bonkers show, and it just took it took so long for SmackDown to really wash over me. Like <laughs> what, what that show was, yeah, because I I watched SmackDown, and then yeah, like you, what, that you tell in the in the review of the show, it did take me a couple of hours to. To fully go, Daniel Bryan's heel. Yeah, and WWE champion. Like, we have a new WWE champion. That hasn't sunk in, to be honest. It's so funny as well, because when you were talking about, um, oh, Dave Meltzer was like talking about this. I was like, Dave doesn't do a show on oh, Tuesdays. Yeah. Was it like breaking news? Did an extra show. There you go. It's like a with the guy who isn't Brian. Oh, well, I'm not listening no, to that. No, he's, he's good. He's, he's definitely, yeah, he's, he's, de- he's, up, he's upgraded his recording equipment. But he's not Brian, though, is he? I like the no. dynamic because they're such good friends. They are, they are. It's but sometimes sweet. you just want facts. <laughs> you just want Meltzer. Just give me all the Meltz facts. Mm. Uh, speaking of Meltz facts, uh, he features in Beyond the Mat. We gave him a standing ovation for the 13 seconds that he's on screen. God, is it even that? It's, it's, I think it's actually about like seven seconds. I so. thought it was longer. Well, because we had lots of uh, participation bits in the screening. One of them was... Dave Meltzer is only in the film for a very brief period of time. He shot loads of footage for them, apparently, like talking heads. Shocking. But, but they probably only asked him one question. I was going to say, you, <laughs> Dave Meltzer, you just sit him down, you ask him one question, you just let him go. Just like, here's the history of all the wrestling ever. <laughs> because you and, get so sidetracked. Because yeah. <laughs> he'll start talking about something, remember something else, then have to give you all of the history of that. But that history has other history. And he'll just keep going and going. And then we're like, sorry, what was I talking about? The amount of times, just the last couple of weeks on Wrestling Observer Radio, that AWA has come up. 
Like, it just must be something he's thinking about a lot at the moment. Yeah. Well, you know, in the AWA, which was, you know, b- 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 here's the booker, here's yeah, when yeah. I used to go and see it, here's how we tape traded. Yeah, and if I wasn't there, I was going to Roller Derby. <laughs> here's the history of Roller Derby. By the way, George Michael once played <laughs> for a local LA football team. Yep. Oh, and what, what, what were we talking about? But yeah, he's, he's in the film at... And like he's a talking head, and he is one of the very few talking heads. He does stand out, and that's because they seem to have changed the direction of the movie. Yeah, I think that's when the film was about why do people like wrestling? Yeah, like, trying to explain to the average Joe what is wrestling and why do people like it? Like I think that that was from that side of the mm. uh, the documentary. But because Meltzer is so beloved, I think they kept that in there just because they wanted some big daddy melts. Yeah, and you know to give the man his due. Our participation for it was we got the whole uh, cinema to stand up on their feet and give them a stand innovation with claps. Might might be my favourite moment. It was was really nice. It was really, really cool. Uh, How did you think it went? Uh, I thought it was. Week. I thought it was really fun. It was so nice to meet everyone. That was the, that was my favourite bit. Really, yeah, was meeting everyone. Uh, it's just crazy that people like us. Mm. I just kind of assumed everyone was going to watch the film. There was one guy uh, who approached me. Uh, you were, I think you were sorting out a t-shirt for someone and he felt like he was the one guy that was there to see the film and not to see us because the f- I, I shook his hand and he just went shame you're not on a TV show anymore huh yeah, yeah. so the, 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 wrestle, the old Wrestle Talk TV show and I was like yeah and he was like I've been to the old studio and I was like yeah. oh, the oh one. yeah yeah I was like, like oh the one in Dagnam East and he just looked at me then I was like it's not Dagnam East <laughs> and I was like Oh, it's Spike Daniels. Yeah, I know it's by the station, but it's not, it's not Dagnum East. It's Dagnum. Oh, wow. And I was like, all right. I didn't know that was a, a bone of contention. Neither did I, apparently. You can tell that I'm West London. Uh, but yeah, it was really nice to meet everyone. Uh, so the awesome. Prince Charles was so accommodating. Thank you very much to them and for letting us put it on. We also like to thank everyone uh, who'd bought a drink because apparently they had a very good uh, mm. night at the bar. Yeah. Say hello to wrestling fans, <laughs> cinema. <laughs> I mean, we probably... Did most of that. Yeah. Actually, I didn't buy a drink all night. Oh, what? I know, right? I bought all my own drinks. <laughs> well, no, yeah, but they were just they were bought for me by various different people. By fans? Uh, my wife. Uh, I, and, and me. And, and me. You. Yeah, you bought me a drink. God damn it. Uh, and, yeah, the, 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 the stuff on stage was really fun. It was, yeah. Luke's <laughs> <laughs> done... Luke's got sort of... I don't know, what, what emotion are you going through? Well, I'm, I'm feeling better about the show now. But I felt I was very down on myself last night. I, I felt like I'd, I felt, I felt like I'd ruined the show. How? I think I talked too much, and I thought I'd done too much research, and I wanted to talk about that research, but I did it very poorly, and I messed up my PowerPoint images and stuff like that. And the I'd... PowerPoint mess up was my personal highlight of the <laughs> night because that was so funny. Um... But maybe you did. Maybe you didn't need to read out all the quotes. Oh, I know, but that's what I mean. That's, I, I, I don't want to listen back to it. Like <laughs> I almost don't want to post it. We're going to post it. We're going to post it for our pledge hammers. Uh, the the audio from it. But I almost don't want to because I just think I'd sound like an absolute knob. And I think it will just make people like me less than they already do. Oh, no, no. I think that especially pod swafters, they they liked. They were there to see the endearing Luke nerding out about 
all the business about facts. old Wrestling Observer newsletters. Um, so actually, I, I felt very down on the whole thing, but I did enjoy myself. I just felt that I felt like I'd kind of ruined things slightly. No. Um, but it's been very nice kind of like waking up this morning and having people send us the pictures that mm-hmm. they took with us last night and pictures from the screen itself and had lots of positive messages about it. So that's made me feel very uh, better about it, including this email here from Ollie Vincent, who said, Hi, Luke, Ollie and Laurie. Thanks for last night. It was great. Although when you first got up on the stage, I thought you were all drunk and slurring your words. That came later, mate. Uh, I thought you were all drunk and slurring your words. I then realized that's because I listened to the podcast on 1.5 speed and your voices sound a lot slower in comparison. Uh, I've not seen the film and really enjoyed it. I've uh, not seen the film before and really enjoyed it. The creative process seems to be free-flowing back then, and the top performers seemingly had a lot of creative freedom. Mm. I wanted to ask, at what point did that all begin to change and everything become so tightly scripted? Well, it was around the, the mid-noughties, wasn't it, when WWE really embraced having a full writer's room of people not from wrestling. Yes. I would say, like, Paul Heyman's Ruthless Aggression era was the last bit where they were like yeah we're gonna trust our tv show to wrestling bookers who have learned the trade through coming up through smaller promotions and it's weird because in beyond the mat you can there's a line where vince says like we make films oh. and that's that's 1997 vince mcmahon mm. is saying like oh yeah we make films here pal he's always wanted to do always that, always wanted. It, but it was fascinating seeing like jim ross and jim Cornette standing side by side fresh faced clean shaven like watching matches and just talking to each other and then you're like you are the nuts and bolts fundamentals guys of this business like that's that's one of the that southern wrestling logic yeah uh is really what and mixed with the insanity of russo and mcmahon is what probably made that work so well together. And I didn't think about this until I was listening to um, Something to Wrestle this morning. There was a, there's an episode on Stephanie and Triple H uh, getting married on TV, uh, the, the angle they shot in 99. And it wasn't until I was thinking about that, like listening to that at the end, I remembered there's all those shots of Stephanie backstage at Royal Rumble 1999 with a headset on, watching it. And I just realised to myself, that was her learning. That mm. was her learning how this show is run. And then here we are now, and she is essentially running the show. It's kind of incredible, really, to see that person in such like in their their uh, embryotic stage of learning how to run this business. Yeah, very close to Triple H, also watching the monitor, yep. always with, lurking with, with in the, the background. And there's a scene where China gets in Triple H's car. Mm. So you're like, well, you know, that was that was that stage of the relationship. Yes, uh, we got another email from uh, Ben Martin, which we are going to read out in the outro, which is a, a very, very lovely story, again, connected to our Prince Charles Cinema show last night. So here is the SmackDown review. It is a bonkers show, the SmackDown, <laughs> not us, um, where we talk about the fact that Daniel Bryan is not only the WWE champion. <laughs> it doesn't. What? It hasn't registered yet. He's also a heel. Here's the show. What? I mean, I nearly said someone else. What just transpired, Luke? It was a very, very weird show. So, yeah, so I, I got up this morning to, to watch SmackDown, and I was there, and I was just sort of taking my notes, taking my notes. And then at the end of the show, when Daniel Bryan turned heel and won the WWE Championship in the process, I hadn't really... Like, I thought to myself, am I still drunk? Am I still... Am I dreaming? Because it was our first live event. Oh, sorry. The anti-virus protection has we, not expired. Yep. <laughs> because yep, yeah, we had our first live event 
in London last night. We yeah. did a screen and a Beyond the Mat. We had a few bevies afterwards. Yes, we did. Yeah, I, I perhaps one too many. And um, actually, I was drinking lemonade by the end of the night. But I, I, oh, I, cool. I just felt awful when I woke up this morning. But it was really weird. So like, I, I wasn't sure what had quite happened. And it wasn't until like my friend had stayed over at my house uh, after the screening. And he asked me, he's like, oh, anything interesting happened on, Smack- on SmackDown? I was like, well, you know, they, they confirmed that Becky is off Survivor Series. She won't be part of the show anymore. Oh, and Daniel Bryan won the WWE Championship, and now he's a heel. And it was as I was saying the words out loud, it's when it started to really sink in. I was like, we've got a new... Du- the whole Survivor Series card has changed. And we are we're like less than six days away, and it's a totally different show now. It's remarkable how like the similarities to last year around this time of the year so in october i think it was october it was last october, year yeah. for tlc you had roman reigns and bray wyatt both stricken down with some form of meningitis finn, finn Balor was in a high profile match with bray that got changed to the pumpkin finn and aj yeah and roman was the, the shield were reuniting this was to be their first match back kurt angle had to step in kurt angle cosplayed as a member of the shield and saved the card at the last minute. It was like, that. that's insane. No way can anything... To, and then, like, a few weeks after that, they decided this Jinder Mahal experiment isn't working. Do you remember that thing? And AJ won the belt just two weeks out from Survivor Series and faced Brock. And here we are, five days out from this year's Survivor Series. They waited even closer to the time. And Daniel Bryan wins... The belt from AJ in a hastily booked match. It's all. It, it seems like this has all just happened off the back of the Becky Lynch thing. But Dave Meltzer was saying this was decided over the weekend. Really? Yes. Oh, that's surprising. Because I would have thought that, yeah, this felt like panic booking. This felt like WWE's intent with this show was to make you forget that we've actually taken away the match everyone was really looking forward to at Survivor Series. It's like, yeah, I know it sucks you haven't got that match, but ooh, look at the shiny, shiny over here. It's Daniel Bryan turning heel and winning the title. Totally, totally. And so that's why it felt like a really rushed angle, because last week, I mean, we talked about last week, is Daniel Bryan turning heel? A lot of people told us, no, you idiots, of course he isn't. And I did say at the time, it'll be the dumbest thing they could possibly do. And yet here we are, seven days later, and it turns out it is, they have done it. And... Um, yeah, and it, it, it's just, it's so weird. Yeah, like you think, Daniel Bryan came back in March. That day was just something else. Here's a guy, with, like we thought he was going to come back, whether it would be WWE or go to All In, because that's around when his contract with WWE would be up. Uh, and then they say, he's back, he's going to be performing at WrestleMania. Huge Daniel Bryan fans, both of us. So happy for the guy. Incredible. And... With all that momentum, people just wanted to love him. And they have chipped away at that with bad feud after bad feud. Like, nothing is delivered. Yeah. People can say the Miz storyline was good. I thought it was it was fine, but for what it could have been, completely ridiculous. It was fine, but they dragged it out. Brie, Bella and Maurice were involved in this. What yeah. the hell's going on? That is not what I, like, wanted from this seven-year feud. And here we are, barely half a year since, and they've had Daniel Bryan so badly booked to an extent, why they have to switch up his character like this? Yeah, and as as I was saying, last week, he was setting up a feud with Samoa Joe, where Joe is the heel and he's the babyface as the co-captain of SmackDown. So it just seems really weird that WWE then decided, ah, let's make him champion then, and a heel. So I... 
I um like I don't hate it. Mm. I I'm I've got mixed feelings, and I think that's okay because this is absolutely bonkers. Yeah, it is totally fine to be confused about how you feel on it. Because yeah. at one point, like on one side, I loved Brian's performance as a heel at the end of the show. Yeah, it was really. I great. was like. You know, he was laughing like a madman. When everyone got into Daniel Bryan, really, that yes movement was the no movement. Yeah. And he got over to like this huge degree because, you know, he was such a good heel. That initial Kane Bryan tag team, he was a heel back then at the start, at least. You know, he was saying no, no to the crowd. Yeah. And when he was the champion, he was chanting yes. In a really obnoxious way. Yeah, it was meant to be something that people hated. Yeah. It, it got over by accident. Because he saw, I think it was a UFC fighter he saw do it, and he yeah. thought, that is the most annoying <laughs> thing. Because you were just celebrating by going, yes, 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 over and over again. Yeah. So I'm going to take that as a heel. Yeah. It's weird to think how over that is as a baby face chant now. Yeah. And, like, but it, he, he is a very good heel. I've got till five. I've got you know, till five referees. Like all these Ring of Honor stuff. A lot of people are saying, this is Brian Danielson. Yeah. I mean, let's see how far. <laughs> like, I, tell, well, I don't think he'll be the Brian, the American dragon of ROH. I was going to say, uh, Courtney Summers, one of our pledgehammers, got in touch this morning and saying, like, she, like, she loved it. She was like, this is an amazing heel turn. He, next week, or at least on Sunday, he needs to show up head shaved, beard all wow. taken off, have a completely change of look. And essentially, yeah. Ditch I, the entrance music. American dragon it. Mm. And just, and be that Daniel Bryan, be Brian Danielson. You know how to get the most heat. This isn't mine. I read this on Reddit. <laughs> Come out to Brie Bella's music. <laughs> Instant heat. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fascinating. The, I mean, the more I'm talking about it, the more this was a car crash of a show. It really was. In like a fascinating whoa explosion. I meant like not really a bad thing, but just a morbidly fascinating because it's a company trying to. To react to, I mean, I, who knows why they made these decisions if this was done before the Becky Lynch thing and she was pulled from the Rousey match, which makes Survivor Series completely uninteresting now. Yeah. But they have made, they've done it again. They've made a show here, this SmackDown Go Home show, after we criticised the entirety of Raw, really, apart from that Go Home angle at the end for being completely pedestrian and not building the pay-per-view. They have booked, like, just such a crazy two hours of TV here. I really want to see what happens next. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I gave the show smack bang in the middle in my review. <laughs> I said that the well, well, here's the thing: the Brian win and heel turn, like that on its own, like is smacktastic. But the rest of this show was utterly boring. So, with the, apart from and uh, the Becky promo, obviously, I disagree. But we'll get onto that in the larger, the larger I, I, review. I thought the show was actually incredibly pedestrian, huh. but. The, the Daniel Bryan stuff is so interesting and there's so much to dive into and talk about here. And I said in the review, like you, I'm quite conflicted on this heel turn. I've got, I've got two thoughts on it. One hand, I'm sure he's going to make an excellent heel. And that's, and that's good. SmackDown is kind of low on top-level heels because everyone's a babyface, really. And you can't... Like Shinsuke Nakamura and Samoa Joe, they've had their, uh, their championship feud. So this might be a nice change of pace and it might be a nice change of pace for Daniel Bryan. But on the other hand... WWE have once again taken an organically over babyface that people were into and were just like, nah. Oh, sorry, you didn't like our Becky Lynch heel turn? Well, fine, we'll just do it to Daniel Bryan instead then. That's almost like what it felt like. It was like cutting your nose off to spite your face. And and I at the end of it, I was like, I mean, it's interesting, but I'm not sure why we've done this. 
Well, so another thing Meltzer talked about was Daniel Bryan's been pitching to turn heel for ages. Really? Yeah, so that's an interesting thing as well. I don't know if it's... They speculated like he might go to this submission-based style, like a Zack Sabre Jr. style in ring, which is more suited to a heel because it's lots of holds and poses. Yeah. Uh, so that could that could be a reason... Yeah, it's baffling. I did, I just get smacks of Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn turned out to be a fantastic heel. Becky Lynch has on the this resurgence, career resurgence, off the back of that heel turn. Mm. So good things can come from this. But it's but Sami. I think the Becky Lynch case is different in this example. Sami should never have been in the place to have to turn heel in the first yeah. like, instance. So what actually happened was AJ Styles, this is to open the show, AJ Styles comes out and he says, I've defeated everyone since last Survivor Series apart from Brock Lesnar, which isn't strictly true. He has lost matches, just not title ones. Yeah. Uh, and then Paul Heyman suddenly at ringside wrestling with, uh, who was it, Greg Hamilton, Greg Hamilton yeah. the ring announcer to get the mic, and which was, which was a cool touch. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it just appeared out of nowhere. big time, yeah. yeah. And which which has Heyman's fingerprints all over it, mm-hmm. and AJ says, "Give the microphone to him." And Heyman cuts this really good promo, building AJ up, but saying, "It's just a shame it's not Daniel Bryan." Yeah, you're you're not the best wrestler in the world because Daniel Bryan is, but you are a close number two. Mm. Which like that's a really good way to take this, but AJ literally tapped him out on TV <laughs> yes. two weeks ago. Yeah. Quite definitively. Yeah, yeah. So that rang hollow, but whatever. Uh, and also, Shane McMahon's the best in the world. Well, we know that. We know yeah. that. And But Paul goes, but AJ and Brock is still going to be really good, though. Yeah. It was, a, the, like, it was a really good, well-worked promo, I thought. And that built into the main event as well, because you had the commentators going, like, is, was this all uh, Heyman's plan? He, ah. just, he wanted to just get into the yeah. head of, of the WWE champion, whichever one it is, ready for Survivor Series. Because mm. like, these two like, beat the hell out of each other in the main event. It's like, this is, what Paul, this is what Heyman wanted all along. He wanted AJ to go into that match injured. Yeah. Uh, and it's gone the wrong way for him. It's kind of blown up in his face. Uh, then Brian comes out, really grumpy, like a not usual, yes, cheery, smiley, ha- happy Brian. Mm-hmm. And... I've seen people go, well, this makes no sense. Like, Brian's a babyface. Why has he just walked out? Because people are talking about him in a nice way. Brian comes out and says, sorry, uh, yeah, I, I get you've got this match, but why do you keep bringing up my name? Like, mm-hmm. what? Which, but that's like, I thought that made total sense. Because if you watch this back to back to how SmackDown ended last week, Brian was pissed off. Yeah. And it makes total character sense if you just watch those episodes back to back like that. Yeah, it was weird when I've seen people say, like, oh, this has been building for a while, this Daniel Bryan heel turn. And I was like, I don't think it has, mate. It's been building for less than seven days because it was literally right at the end of, of SmackDown last week. Yeah, it's been building for less than 10 minutes on TV. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the motivation as well because this was kind of all just based around you beat me uh, and I'm annoyed about that. Stop bringing it up, mate. Yeah. And it's it made. Wins and losses mean something. Like there's something at stake. I'd have liked more of that, though. I thought they got it no, over no, no, to no. a good I th- degree. I thought they got over to a good degree. But like, imagine how better this would have been if this had been like weeks of build. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, we can say that. <laughs> Just yeah, asterisks. Everything we say would have been better done over time <laughs> rather than in a show. Yeah. Uh, but the, but Brian Brian says like, look, don't mention my name again to AJ. Just because he's pissed. 
if you do, I'm just looking for an excuse to punch you in the face. That was a good line. That was a great line. And AJ says, you are, like, Daniel Bryan is the best, one of the best wrestlers I've ever been in the ring with. It's a compliment. But he did say Daniel Bryan's name. Like, he, he goes like, so if I'm going to say the best technical wrestler in the world is Daniel Bryan, I can't say those words. Yeah. And, and Bryan's then, like, no. Boom. Punched him. And they just go into this massive brawl. I thought it looked wicked. I, I really bought into the... Just the, the sudden anger between the two of them. And the backstage bit, when you've got Shane and Brian screaming oh, yeah. at each other, Paige in the background wearing her SmackDown t-shirt like a complete dork. But <laughs> you got, like SmackDown. But you got like Shane and Brian screaming mm. at each other, and then AJ just tears in. And they all just start yelling at each other. It did feel like there was some genuine like anger and uh, malice towards each other. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Uh, like... Night and day with Raw's opening segment, yeah. which was just so flat Some- and unemotional. Someone pointed out, and I cl- I'd actually forgotten this, Braun squashing the tag team division in a battle royal was done earlier this year. Uh. That's how. That's where Nicholas came from. Oh, yes. Because oh. he, he earned his tag team title shot by beating the whole division on his own. Mm. It's Braun's gimmick. Yeah. Do you think Nicholas is going to be uh, in the Survivor Series team? Everything else has changed. Yep. He hasn't got school tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, the, and then the, the, Shane's screaming at Brian. It, Shane sends them both away. He's like, you should know better. I am best in the world. And you're like, Shane, you, I'm enjoying this storyline, but why aren't you a heel? <laughs> Maybe Shane and Brian turn heel together. Mm-hmm. Little, yeah. little double act. No, I, I, I pass. Pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. Uh, yeah, but I just, I just loved. I, I thought this felt real. Yeah. Uh, apart from Paige in the background doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then this paid off later in the night, perfectly fitting with AJ's character. Like AJ's such a hothead. He's got a match against Brock Lesnar in just five days' time. I'm gonna put my title on the line just because Brian did this. Yeah. He's a hot. He can't control his emotions. That is a really consistent trait in AJ's character, and I, I do love that. I would like them if they made more of that on commentary. I'd also like if it played into more matches than that one SummerSlam match. Yeah, yeah, they use it when they want to. <laughs> yeah. Like, this should always be a factor in these matches. Uh, AJ has been champ for 371 days by this point. We all thought he was going to Mania as champ. Mm. We all, that, that's what we all thought. And I said in the news yesterday, well, at least, and I said it on the Ramble as well, well, I guess uh, AJ and Charlotte Flair aren't going to win Mixed Match Challenge because AJ doesn't need to be in the Rumble, does he? He's WWE Champion. And yet here we are. Now he can be in the uh, the Rumble. So Mixed Match Challenge played after SmackDown, of course. And like... Well done, WWE. You didn't put AJ as Charlotte's partner there. Just for, I think just for this week, it was uh, Jeff, yeah, Hardy, Jeff Hardy, which yeah. was a, a smart decision. Uh, but the, the, yeah, so the main event was Brian versus AJ. They have a good match. Great match. Really, really, really enjoyed really, it. Really, really great. Uh, Brian sent, like, sent outside early. Like, there's a few commercial breaks. I think it went through about three. Uh, and Brian's working over AJ's shoulder, of course, for the yes lock and working over the left arm. And Brian was, I mean, like, I thought Brian was working heel from the offset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. it was like kind of a tweener heel just because he was angry and he, yeah. he seems pissed for a reason. He seemed like determined. Determined yeah. to prove that he can be AJ. Yeah. And uh, like this, Brian is, is hitting some big spots. Mm. Hurricanrana off the top rope, that, second rope. That uh, backdrop. Yeah, the belly-to-back suplex. suplex off the top. Like, Holy oh, heckins. I have a history of concussions. Yeah. I would not 
do that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it looked great. And uh, where are we? Yeah, AJ goes for the, like there was a beautiful sequence near the end. AJ goes for a 450 springboard splash. Brian knees up seamlessly straight into the yes lock. There were like I at the start of this match, I thought to myself, I convinced myself. Brian's not winning. Mm. They're not changing this, this Survivor no. Series match because that would be mad <laughs> to change the Survivor Series match like with no time more to build a match between Brock and Brian. So I was like, I just don't see Brian winning this. But there were three pitched this so well. I was like, maybe Brian is going to win. Well, I had an inkling because throughout the rest of the night, they were saying, oh, Brian's not in the team anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. Brian's yeah. not on Team SmackDown for well, Survivor that, yeah, Series. I thought that was that was Oz, but I did, it didn't make me think. God, it might be. Yeah, well, win. I never. Yeah, I never thought they'd do it. I just thought, oh, there's a they're moving him out of that storyline yeah. for a reason, I guess. Uh, so yeah, and then uh, Brian goes for this running knee, but just like how Brian countered AJ's move, AJ counters that into a beautiful looking calf crusher, but Brian counters that into this arm bar and then into the yes lock. So slick. AJ goes for the phenomenal forearm, but kind of doesn't hit the ref. No. But the ref cowers and looks away. And that is when Brian gets this look on his face, looks around, kicks AJ in the balls. Nakamura at him. Been a bad year for AJ's penis. Yeah. It's his, it's his weakness. <laughs> it's his kryptonite is I mean, being like, hit in the balls. It's, it's everyone. I think it'd be most guys' weakness getting punched in the balls. I mean, it'd be any girl's weakness to be kicked in their nether regions. Or just a, a boob. Or just, yeah. yeah, just being punched kicked in the tit. Kicked in a tit. <laughs> you punch me in the boob! <laughs> so it's, yeah, AJ's, what, wear a cup, man. <laughs> I don't know what more we need to do We here. kept saying that during the Nakamura feud. This has got to be building to the cup spot, right? Surely it's got to be building to a metal cup spot. It never came. Yeah, the the, the, Brett, the great Bret Hart-Goldberg angle yeah. where Goldberg spears Bret Hart and Bret Hart. They both go down, but Goldberg's really injured. Bret Hart stands up smiling, unzips his jacket, and there is this... Well, it's, it's a fistful of dollars spot, isn't it? Yeah, That's yeah. what Clint Eastwood uses in that movie at the end. Or, or Back to the Future 3. Yeah, which <laughs> is not a is not a callback to Fistful of Dollars, and he, yeah, he's got this big titanium alloy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, corset. Uh, but no, they they didn't do that. Adamantium. No. Um, no, it was just really weird that Brian used the the Nakamura low blow spots. Like, I guess it's kind of a typical heel thing to do, mm. but because it had been built so much into the Nakamura AJ feud. It did feel a little control C, control V here. If this had been just like, you know, if they hadn't pushed it to the degree, degree they did in the Nakamura feud, it would have been like, oh, well, that's just a low blow spot. But because like that whole feud seem, was seemingly built around yeah. low blows, then it did feel a little control C, control V. But then he hits the low blow, hits the running knee, and it pins him. And Daniel Bryan won the age. And I was waiting. Like the whole time watching this match, I was waiting for like the Survivor Series invasion. Like, for, for Raw to invade. Because they kept building that up through the mm. show as well. Security were standing by doors, like the exit signs, waiting for Raw to arrive. So I kept thinking, like, surely, like, or Brock's going to appear, or something yeah. is going to appear, and this match will not have a definitive finish. Or even when... That's exactly, yeah, that's even exactly when, what I thought. Even when Brian won, I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, Shane McMahon's going to come out and overturn it, right? Because, be because, heel, yeah. be a, uh, because Brian cheated. So, like, Shane's oh. going to come out and, and overturn and say that AJ is still the champion. But no, like the show closed, not with, just with Daniel Bryan winning, with Daniel Bryan completing the heel turn by attacking AJ up like a vicious cool beatdown after the match while laughing like a madman. Again, kind of 
running his hands through his hair. Yeah, it looked great. Like that, and that's that's why we're we're not. We're, we're of course down on it because this is just bonkers <clears throat> and ill thought out. Not ill thought out, but just it's so rushed. Yeah, and Brian shouldn't be in this place and like at all at this point in his comeback. But at the same time. It's very exciting. It is very exciting. But like, and I, I did say this in the review as well. When since Brian came back, him winning the WWE Championship was something we all really wanted. We wanted to see him win the championship. But did we want to see it like this on a random episode of SmackDown with zero build and a random heel turn to boot? I'm not so sure. But as I said, on the other hand, I am. In, I am intrigued by it. I'm excited by it. And like, you know, this kind of like panic booking that WWE clearly seem to be very good at at the moment they've done it since well, it seems like the last month or so they've been doing this off, off car, the Reigns leukemia yeah, announcement car crash panic booking yeah that it's fun to watch it's pure car crash TV but it is fun to watch but but not for long like you no, can't you can't, can't hot shot a promotion you can't for, sustain for this like that uh, but yeah we're getting Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series uh, in a non-title match and this was a match they were meant to have in 2014 I believe and it never happened for various reasons and now here we are and it's happening and they're both heels and it's not been built whatsoever Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Shark. Breaking. 
The actual episode of SmackDown, however, did not open with that AJ Styles promo. It opened with a Becky Lynch recap of the Raw invasion angle yeah. from the night before. And then it goes to Todd Phillips, yeah, uh, who we... may or may not be Michael Cole. Yeah, or called Tom, we're not sure. Yep. And he says, Becky Lynch has a broken face <laughs> and a concussion from a Nia Jax punch. And they show that that punch slowed down because yeah. we couldn't see it the first time. The angles were, were cut around so obnoxiously by the way, Kevin Dunn. I was going to say, the way Kevin Dunn shot it, was yeah. you, there was no way you could tell. Yeah, Kevin Dunn shoots wrestling so you can't see <laughs> wrestling. You can just see blurs. But Nia Jax straight up cold cocks her right in the face. Yeah. Like, this This is... it. Watching it back, it like... Becky like dives into Nia, and perhaps Nia thought that was a bit rough. I'll just respond in kind, and but she just punches her right in the face. It's it's. I've I've got a history with Nia. You know she's she's my girl, mm -hmm. but we we can't sit here after criticizing Brie Bella so much for the Liv Morgan spot and say Accident what the happened. hell Nia Jax like yeah. Uh, yeah they're accidents but. When you start having so many accidents and you're the common cause, you're dangerous. This is not the first time. I mean, Zelina Vega was just cleared to come back after she got a concussion when Nia Jax threw out the ring at Evolution. Um, Alexa Bliss has had injury after injury working with Nia Jax. Yep. There was the, the one I always remember. Um, Bailey is on the ground in this match against Nia Jax. She sits up because she had hurt something already. I think that was when she injured her shoulder. Yeah. She sits up. Nia Jax looks at her, like pauses, looks at her, hits the elbow drop anyway yeah. on an injured Bailey sitting up just because doesn't know how to work around it. I remember us reviewing that episode of Raw and being like, what What was that? It's like, it's like you, you're, I don't want to say you're a bad wrestler, but you're hurting people. Yeah, and there's there's a there's a fascinating Reddit post where everyone that they've put all of the it's like a support group for for Nia Jax injuries with YouTube links to them all, and this is like over the course of a year and a half. Yeah, Brian she was Alvarez. brought up very early from developmental, and that was when she was brought up. Everyone at the time said it's too early to bring up Nia, and Brian Alvarez um, said on Twitter, he said just send her back. Like she needs more training like she like she's not a terrible worker but she needs more training because this as you say like she has got previous with these sorts of injuries and these these accidents happening mm. a lot and it's and watching that back it's like it's incredible just how much force and seemingly anger there is behind that punch to it's not a worked punch like she had no intention of working that punch by the looks of things it is a it's a shoot punch. Josh Barnett uh, replied to the video uh, that Brian Alvarez was posting and saying like, "That is a shoot punch like that." And they, you know, it's a UFC guy. Like he he would know what yeah, a shoot it, punch looks like. That like the the fan footage you, you see. Like I was watching, I was like, Becky looks like she's really punching Nia Jax yeah. when she started doing it. But that's because Becky's a good professional wrestler <laughs> and she knows how to do that. But then you can see the difference between Becky's punches, which look real in a wrestling context. And then Nia just turns round, clocks straight arm, like yeah. a straight arm punch, and Becky goes down, down right away. Absolutely, she just collapses. Yeah, to the floor. and that and that's what happened to Liv Morgan. You know that that one, and she just flops. Yeah. Uh, I mean, thankfully, <laughs> Nia Jax didn't continue to beat on her. Like, like that was the problem with the Brie Bella one. But yeah, like real bad. And so there's two. 
WWE did pay a weird amount of attention to it from what, you know, like, because all the moves are meant to be real in this world. And now they're they're here kind of like, look, they use this real, this was a too real move. Uh, and the, I guess there's two ways you can interpret that. Either they're really annoyed with Jax. It's not like she's without a history of backstage frustration. You know, she weirdly disappeared for a, a period earlier this year. And, and last year as well, around the time Neville walked out. And there's, so, so maybe the office is trying to bury her with that a bit. Or what I think's actually happening, she's got a match with Ronda Rousey coming up. It's an opportunity to get heat. And you think, why? No, they wouldn't do that. They literally just used Roman Reigns suffering from leukemia to get heat on Dean Ambrose. And I'm not saying, like, I, personally, I've got no problem with that. Uh, but it's just... If um, if the Bellas had done their heel turn and then Bree's kick heard around the internet happened, they would have used that footage to fuel the Ronda Nikki uh, match at Evolution. Yeah, it's what they've done, and it's clever in a way, I suppose, is they've turned this real life um, shoot punch into heat for Nia to build her up for Ronda Rousey to beat her at TLC. It does like weirdly. This one leaves a bad taste in my. Maybe because I was, I can't remember the the last time I was so into a single match yeah, I know, in right? WWE. Yeah. Get it all the time with like indie shows and New Japan because I watch indie shows. Such a mark. And but like this was WWE. I'm so into Becky. I'm so into Ronda. I wanted to see them fight. Yeah. When, and that's been taken away from me after such a killer go home angle. I'm re I, I was I was sad last night. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because we found out just before we went in to do the the screening of Beyond the Mat that it's been reported that uh, that Becky's going to be taken off the show. And actually, people have been tweeting me yesterday saying like, "Has there been any word if Becky's legit injured? Because like she obviously bleeding from the face." Mm. And I was like, I mean, I haven't heard anything, so I'm assuming everything is is fine. And then our website writer Andy Datsun said like. It's been reported, and I was like, oh, "Okay, well, by who? Let's and, wait for Meltz." Yeah, and he was like, "By Fightful and Russell votes," and I was like, "Oh no!" Now oh, Meltz has confirmed yeah, it. Oh yeah. no! And yeah, and then we yeah we all actually very credible sources, all very credible sources. So it was a bit kind of sad, and it was all brought back. And like I've seen pictures, people posting pictures of Becky uh, at the end of Raw when she's like standing there, the blood pouring from her face, and I just kept thinking, "God damn, she's cool." God damn, she's awesome. God damn, I really wanted to see that match. And I suppose the the benefits, if you can look at it that way, is clearly she's not that badly hurt because they haven't taken the title off of her. Yeah, because that was, you know, another potential thing they could have done. Thank so, God they didn't do that. So perhaps she's only going to be out for, you know, like Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan was out for, she wasn't out that long, hmm. you know, after the Brie thing. I think she was wrestling the following week. Yeah. So... Maybe like she won't be out for very long. The benefit, I suppose, you can look at for this is we can get excited when they build for it again. Like you know, when they do, when they eventually do Becky versus Ronda, all you got to do is just keep that plate mm. spinning because Becky cut a hell of a promo yeah, on Ronda on. later in the show, and Becky cuts such a good promo on Ronda Rousey to set up someone else having a match with it. All I cared about was Becky versus Ronda. Well, should we just jump to that? And and do that segment as well because uh, so later on in the show in the in the second hour 
Paige welcomes all the women's roster down. Okay, they they each get a, a brief entrance. They get to stand in a row. And then they're like, and here is Becky Lynch. And Becky, like, SmackDown present Becky like a full-on babyface Pure babyface moment. Which is this. so much better. So, um, and she hasn't changed her character. This is what mm. we were after. This is all good stuff. Yeah, so congrats. Like, well done, WWE. Yeah. You've done a fantastic job with Becky eventually. <laughs> and she comes down and she's got this massive shiner. Oh, like, huge... So uh, when they say broken face, you're like, oh, so like an orbital bone fracture? It's a broken nose. Uh, but WWE think that doesn't sound good enough. Yeah. So you've got a, nose, a broken face. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, someone someone tweeted me I this morning. I break your face. Someone tweeted me this morning saying, like, I feel like a lot of these wrestlers are getting concussed very easily now. Is it just like, are they just being too cautious? I was like, no, people are just genuinely getting concussed. Mm. Like, it's not, people aren't, you know, being wusses or anything like that. It's just... People are getting hurt. I, I think it's they probably this was probably always the way, but WWE are, are rightfully very on that now, and their testing has improved. Yep. And when someone gets concussed, they treat it seriously. Yeah. Well, so, they, they didn't know any better back in the day. They didn't know what concussions knew? were. Who knew what concussions were apart the, from every other sport? Un, unprotected chest. That's unfair because there are concussion scandals in NFL and stuff, which were only just yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, but Becky comes down uh, looking awesome, and she said, even with a concussion and a broken face, I can still beat Ronda. Yeah. She's not the baddest bitch on the planet. She's, she's the, the luckiest. luckiest. And I was like, and I can't beat her yet. Yeah, and she's oh, it's so, it was like the little pause. It's money. Little pause, little look up, yet. Oh, she's little the pause. best. Uh, and then Paige says, well, now you, you can choose your replacement amongst these women. <laughs> I was like, Billy Kay. It's got to be Billy Kay, right? Surely. And Becky stares down each woman, and she's going like, you know, stare down, stare down, stare down. No reaction for any of them, really. Asuka. Way! Oh, I forgot Asuka was there. Asuka's like moving around in a weird way. She's like, pick me, pick me. And then Becky's like, no, I'm going to go back to the one that got no reaction. (laughs) Charlotte. Of course, they were feuding. This was the rumoured WrestleMania 35 main event. Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. And it it looks like they're bringing it forward here, hopefully, for a Becky Ronda Mania program. Like, well, yeah. Oh, they're going to do Horsewomen, Horsewomen at Mania, which is uh, was the other potentially, plan. potentially. And because at the end of this, so Becky picks Charlotte to be her avatar, be her replacement in the Survivor Series match, and they hug and they embrace. And I did say in the review that does. I mean, for me, it kind of like it, it's. All of the emotion from their evolution match was it's sort of null and void now. Mm. Um, but this was a nice moment, and this was a full babyface moment for uh, for Lynch. Flair is clearly a babyface as well, so they're now on the same page again. So you can build the team up. You can yeah. build the four horsemen team working together. Yeah, I think this is another one of those conflicted emotions for me because th- them embracing like that does undermine. The last three months of storytelling, really, yeah, but to, like the blood feud between them. But at the same time, I think there is a character argument for that happening. You, you could argue that Becky and Charlotte resolved their tension at Evolution. 
And that, that is a story you could tell. I mean, it's, it's a story they're not telling, but it's, it's a story you <laughs> well, could you, you tell. You make your own fun. <laughs> like someone said yesterday, it was like, why don't you just wait to see what plays out on SmackDown? We might get a reason for why Charlotte mm. was, was fighting alongside Becky Lynch yesterday. I was like, well, there it is. There it is. It's just their friends now. Totally planned. But like, I mean, you do get that. If, you, if you're really good friends and then you fall out and then you, you know, have a hardcore last person standing match, happens Check. with me all the time. All the time. And the next, like two weeks later, you see them. Hey, no bad feelings, man. Yeah, we got we we beat each other up for a bit. Brothers will be brothers, girls will be girls, I suppose. Yeah, I think this um, there is a story here. There is a story that could be told. They just decided not to tell that story. They yeah. just went, no, they're friends now, and I, that I, and that's their story. Yeah, well, you, yeah. I, know, I know you get you get, you're going like, nah, nah, but it's they they haven't told that story. They've just they just hugged. Like the commentators weren't putting over that was the story. The them themselves were not telling that story. They just hugged. WWE just gone, panic, we can't put her in the match. They're now friends. And then Charlotte... But, the, but that was a resolution. It, was, it wasn't like they were ignoring everything that was happening. But that is, again, perhaps this is just that asterisk. This could have been told yeah, yeah, yeah. over a period of time. Yeah. That's Maybe that's my issue with it. Yes. It's, yeah. it's so rushed. It's like something like this could have been done over a longer period of time. Mm. Built that, like the Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins yeah. thing uh, last year when they were building to the fist pump. You could have built to this for a while, but they just they just hot shot it and did it here. And then Charlotte cuts this promo afterwards, just like last night I fought alongside Becky, and on Sunday I'm going to fight for her. I'm like they're just, they're just best friends again. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm I'm probably more forgiving because I just feel like you know you, you take that four horse women women route. You, as much as I love to see Ronda Becky this weekend, I feel like I'd want to see it even more in three, four months' time. Absolutely, yeah. Like a, maybe a, a Royal Rumble main event. I, I, I don't know, but that's that seems I, very exciting. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, that Becky goes to the top of the ramp. She looked genuinely sad. She, she looked crestfallen. Oh. Re- and uh, you'd imagine you would be because. As we said yesterday, it was the only Survivor Series match with any form of heat. Any form of interest going into that show was Ronda versus Becky. And she knew that. And the way she was cutting her promo, the way that she walked down to the ring, I was like, she looks gutted. Absolutely gutted because someone potatoed her right in the face. Yeah. It's the biggest moment of her career. Would have been. Would have been. Facing... Probably we we thought it would be the main event. Imagine that main eventing Survivor Series as your brand's champion against Ronda Rousey, the company's golden girl. Like, I mean, how can you get much bigger? <laughs> yeah, unless you do it at WrestleMania. And, yeah, that's the, the only way, really. Uh, just just in, in a, a real real shame. Yeah, real shame. Uh, <laughs> what the hug that annoyed me more <laughs> was when everyone hugged Charlotte. Was oh, you well done, Charlotte? Because all, all the other SmackDown women hug Charlotte. Because they're also all friends. Oh, I didn't I like guess. that bit. Like, why aren't they annoyed? They wanted surely they wanted because to be all in the working Ronda together match. on the Raw thing, weren't they? They're all friends for the moment. Yeah, because they don't like the other McMahon because they have they're with Shane McMahon. Uh, so back to the start we had the AJ Styles promo then we got Jeff Hardy beating Andrade Cien Almas of course Hardy is in the Survivor Series team well he is he is now off the back of this match Mm. so uh, Andrade Cien Almas had as I've now decided to be you had a good showing kid um, but you lost (laughs) like 
That, that's what Andrade Cien Almas does on SmackDown. He has a good showing and loses. That's his gimmick. He's paying his dues, man. <laughs> you can't just bring these NXT upstarts with heat. Yeah, well... You've got to beat them for a year. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that sort of thing. I mean, it totally didn't work with the Shield. Yeah. And they learnt their lesson, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you have just got to keep beating these people like a drum so, until they get over. So this was... For, I thought Jeff was added last week. No, he was added to an ontolo- Miz literally says in the next segment... Daniel Bryan is not on this in the team anymore. I'm putting Jeff Hardy in the team. Oh, I thought he was like, huh, so Jeff was a good choice. I swear Bryan put him in last week. No, because uh, Bryan picked Jeff and was he in the team? Brian picked Jeff and Ray picked Joe and then they disagreed over Mysterio. And then, and then yeah, no, yeah. So Brian picked Jeff and Miz picked Joe. Joe beat Jeff to get into the team. Jeff Hardy uh, wasn't in the team. Yeah. God, I was oh, right. Thank God, God for that. I did that in the review. Um, yeah, so, th- and then Miz announces in the following segment that I'm picking Jeff to, to go into the team, but I don't want Ray in the team. Mm. But this match was, it was a standard Jeff Hardy slow motion match. And it's just, when I look at that SmackDown Survivor Series team, it's incredibly uninspiring. You may as well have just had Randy Orton in the team. Yeah. It's such a boring team, considering how good the SmackDown roster is. That is a woefully uninspiring Smackdown, uh, Smackdown team. Outdated team. Outdated. Man uh, alive. And like not the good era of Smackdown, like late noughties Uh-oh, era is, of Smackdown. Is Ollie Davis shooting on the Ruthless Aggression era? No. <laughs> the 2006 to 2009 Smackdown. Uh, Miz wasn't in Ruthless Aggression. <laughs> uh, the Yeah, so this is... Nowhere near as good as the Mysterio Almas match from last week. Absolutely not. And then backstage afterwards, yep, yeah, Miz says, Paige says, you're the sole captain. So uh, Miz chooses Jeff because he wants to get rid of the Brian stench, which was a shame because they had that nice Miz Brian odd couple thing from last week. Well, they're both been, heels now. I would have been fascinated to see where that would have gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how that would have developed. Or was this always the plan? Uh, maybe Miz will team with Brian. You know, I was right about you. You're finally embracing your true self. That would be a way to get heat. So you're going to do the Champa Gargano story they're doing in NXT, but on the main roster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yes, not as good. <laughs> but Miz is saying, I want to get rid of the stench. And he goes, is that coconut oil? And Samoa Joe just squares off at him. So Samoa Joe smells like coconuts. I don't know if I want that. Mm-hmm. It's not, it was it's not, funny. It's not the but, gimmick I'm after. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was really weird because like, Miz was there watching the, the match and then the camera just sort of pans out and Joe and Ray were just standing there. Facing the camera, <laughs> not even the TV yeah. or Miz and Paige. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Miz wants to get rid of Ray. Paige says he can't do that. You'll have to beat him first. And they had a match. And Ray beat Miz. Yeah. They, they, they work well together, but this match has been done like four times in the last three weeks. <laughs> no, yeah. And it was, and it was a, a bog-standard pedestrian match. Like, it was perfectly acceptable professional wrestling. Yeah. If I saw it in a house show, I'd be like, yep, that was, that was a match. <laughs> that was a match I saw. I do, like, I do like Ray and Miz together, weirdly. I never thought I'd say that. But afterwards, Orton tries to attack Ray. Uh, Mysterio dodges, so Orton gives Miz an RKO instead. Cool. Are we sure he's not in the Survivor Series team? <laughs> he's not. Maybe he'll cost SmackDown yeah, the just, team. Just keep thinking 
It feels like he should be... Jeff Hardy, Rey Mysterio, The Miz, Shane McMahon. Yeah. And Randy Orton. Like, I feel just feel like... Who's the... Samoa and Joe. a missing one. Yes. Oh, Samoa Joe. <laughs> so Samoa Joe. You are so invested in this Survivor Series oh, match, aren't you? I do not you? care. But, it, but it's so important because Stephanie is annoyed that Shane stole the trophy. You've got to care about that. It's a McMahon storyline. In between... Which wasn't really built up on this show, BT Dubs. In between those two bits, we had a Nakamura promo mm-hmm. where... Was it Dasha? A, oh. a backstage WWE interviewer. Could be. <laughs> mm. Number Robot number seven. Yeah. It could be Todd Phillips. I don't know, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, she like moves over the microphone to ask a question. No one's there. Because Nakamura is just listening to his... Well, he's watching Seth... Rollins' promo from the previous night on his phone. Seth Rollins' promo where, as we pointed out yesterday, he said, this match doesn't matter. And Nakamura says, well, you broke my heart, so I'll break your face. At least Nakamura's trying. Yeah. At least he's trying to get people invested in this this match, which has got, uh, remarkably, the least amount of heat going into it. Uh, For Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. So so much heat that the crowd chanted what (laughs) after every word of Nakamura. Crikey. Uh, after the Ray Miz match, we got a real country promo. X Factor with beards. <laughs> it looks like we don't really have country music to a mainstream extent over here no, in the have, UK. We have grime. Yeah, we've got urban stuff. So it's funny. <laughs> it's just funny to see. Yeah. It's like I was watching an advert on a foreign channel. <laughs> what you going like, what to, is this? What is this? <laughs> Uh, then we got the the raw invasion teased with the very good security. So well, either that or Raw didn't try. Yeah, it could be. I mean, Raw. Didn't, I'm not travelling to SmackDown. It's the B show. I think we'll just beat them at Survivor Series. Cage side seats had a really good idea where they said the B team should have tried to get in. Oh, the, the, the security for once managed to stop them. Oh, but that would have built some interest in the uh, the tag team match, and I'm I'm sure that's not the intent. Mm. Yeah, at least, like, if it's a comedy throwaway thing, at least build it like that. <laughs> uh, then we got Team Women, where yep. Becky Lynch came out. And then we got The Bar and The Big Show versus The New Day in a six-man tag. It's another match we've just seen a lot of. Yeah. And that, that's what I mean about the SmackDown show. Like, going back and recapping it, it's a remarkably boring show, considering what happened at the end. Like, there's nothing on this show to write home about. And it was, And this was another one. This was just... It was a match. It was a match that I saw. Kofi had a fun comeback. Big Show punched him and pinned him. Punched him in midair. Yeah. It was impressive. Uh, yeah, it's it's one we've seen a lot of. And it's just weird that the Bar and Big Show and New Day, considering all the teams that you have, very good teams on that roster, and one of them's going to be featured at Survivor Series, why not just have them in this match? Uh, rather than the New Day, who were featured all the time. I, I don't know. And then it cuts backstage afterwards after that, and the Usos in an Uso-style promo. I love I loved these things. Thankfully, they invited uh, the other SmackDown teams to come join them, the, the only other SmackDown teams they could have picked. How, how would you describe where the Usos live? <laughs> well, it's, a, it's like an alley. It looks like a boiler room. Yeah, it's, well, I, I think it's meant to look more like a, an, an urban street you know, uh, where, I don't know, urban things happen. I'm very suburban. I feel like it's, I felt like it was indoors 
Well, it's totally indoors. And yeah. at like a basement because it had like pipes and stuff. But the, the way they light these segments with some really like almost headlamp full beam lights behind full the, beam behind the uh, the pipes. It looks really good and it creates this kind of Venetian blinds effect. I lo- I love the the aesthetics of these promos. Just and now are they Sorry. just like WWE Venetian blinds? It's an effect. And like the camera lens seems different. It seems a lot more cinematic. The the camera tracks around with people rather than shaky cam or static cam yeah I, I i i really enjoy it and they the usos go up to each team which are the colognes they're around uh gallows and anderson we got your back brothers and uh sanity where, where eric young takes a smackdown t-shirt and then it's just like oh we're gonna purge Raw. Let the purge commence. Why why do you care about SmackDown versus Raw, Eric Young of Sanity? You anti-establishment faction. A much better idea, um, and I think probably a more interesting idea, would rather than have the colognes, me and Datsun were talking about this last week, that rather than put the colognes in there, because why would anyone care about the colognes? Because they've been featured on TV twice this year, this being the second time. Um, I think that's right, might be more. Um, Might be three. It would be to have all three members of the New Day and all three members of Sanity yeah. with those two extra people making up the team, making up the numbers. Yeah. That sounds way more interesting. You're going to have a lot of people outside otherwise, just not involved in the match. Oh, yeah, Nikki Cross. Well, she's not called up. I guess she's not a thing, is yeah. she? Just a, just a one-off special. But I really like that promo as a kind of... Really? Well, I just like that it's different. I know content-wise... <laughs> It's weird Easily. and the sanity stuff. It was is... the Venetian blind effect, wasn't it? I just like bright lights. <laughs> bright lights with, with sort of gaps between them. And then we got the main event. So I, I see what you're saying. The stuff that wasn't Brian AJ or Becky Lynch was fine. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the Brian AJ and Becky Lynch stuff was about 60% of the show. Oh, mm, mm, yes. So, and I thought that was like all that stuff was SmackDown. Well, well, well okay, that's, that's big. I mean, I, I as I said, like I thought those two bits are SmackTastic. Like if you take them in isolation, those are SmackTastic. But as an overall show where there was a lot of boring stuff, it is a it was a three out of five show just with that killer angle at the end. It's like what I said with Raw yesterday. Raw had an incredible angle to end that show. But the rest of the show was mostly boring. Yeah. With the exception of that Seth promo, everything else that was on that show was deathly dull. Well, I, I think I think SmackDown has a higher, a much, much higher concentration of very good stuff on than Raw did. It's because it's got an hour less. Yeah, but the, the Raw angle was, was better. So like, good. It, that's one of the best things WWE have done for the last oh, five God, years. It was amazing. Uh, it was so, so bad, uh, But I would give this a smacktastic, quite, quite firmly mm. smacktastic. More just for newsworthiness than anything. Just like a, like we said, that car crash fascination. So this comes from Ben from Derby. Hi, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. First of all, a huge thank you for the brilliant evening at the Prince Charles Cinema with you and a hundred or so other wrestling mates. 133. Let's not undersell the the the, the attendance. We, there. we doubled the attendance of the last time yes. they did it beyond the mat screening. Um, one of my friends asked me, "Was like, what was your target?" 
And I was like, more than they did last time, because otherwise that means we're a proven undraw. Yeah. Like, we actively turned people away from buying tickets. Well, Beyond the Mat isn't this kind of film you go and see every year. And they only screened it a year ago. So I was like, well, every, pretty much everyone who saw that with an interest in the film won't come and see it. Mm. So I, I, I see this as 133 new eyes. <laughs> Um, it was a really enjoyable event and one I will not forget in a hurry. However, I feel the need to apologise. Oh. I had a Rusev Hay from Wrestling MediaCon that the mayor of Painesville, Dan, has been asking me to send you for a while, but I held off because I wanted to share it with you in person last night. I headed to the bar after the screening, guided by a new drunk friend I now trust more than Google Maps, planning <laughs> on telling you about it, but as soon as we were there, all the anxiety I had worked so hard to get rid of oh, reared no. its ugly head and I had to make a hasty exit i was gutted because i was really looking forward to sharing this with you in person so he's got a rusev hay for us what's their name this is ben from derby ben from derby i don't think yeah i don't i don't think we even met him i was gonna say i don't remember him i don't remember seeing him when we were in the uh, in the bar afterwards so yeah very sorry you don't need to be scared of us but we are famous Uh, anyway, here it is. I headed into the toilet at Wrestling MediaCon to find myself the only person in there except for some weird singing emanating from the sole other cubicle. Oh, at first, God. I thought nothing of it, and then the voice started to shout, Support WrestleTalk, in a weird accent. This continued while uh, I did what I had to go and do, and I just thought, sod it, join in. So after the chap had flushed, I called out, Give us a thumbs up. The door opened, and a laughing Rich Swan emerged. So. Of course it is. Of course it was Rich Swan. <laughs> We were the only people in there, so clearly he wasn't doing this to entertain people. <laughs> we had a good laugh, during which I complimented him on his British accent and got awkward over who was going to use the soap first. Brackets, he did. Anyway, thank you for all you do. You put a consistent <laughs> smile on my face, and I'm proud to continue to be a pledge hammer, Ben from Derby. Thank ah, you so much, Ben. Good. That was a lovely email. Uh, yeah, I, I, and now looking back on it, I think it was a good email. There you go. Yeah, I did enjoy it. But also, as well... Oh, I mean, I botched that that poor girl's name. It was a bird. Loretta. Bird. Yeah, I know. I think I said something else. What did you say? I can't even remember. But I got her name wrong because I always get things wrong because I'm very bad at what I do. No. Speaking of which, actually, I did get a very nice email from Martin. I won't read out the email because he said that you don't need to read this out on there. But um, he met us at the Rev Pro show on Friday. Cool. Um, uh, and he, uh, we were chatting to him outside and... When I was telling my story on Monday's episode, Tuesday's episode, I should say, about not being able to get my Mark Davis Mm T-shirts because he'd already gone by the time I got in, Um, this uh, Martin felt bad because he kind of feels responsible because I was chatting to him for so long. Um, Absolutely not. Absolutely not your fault whatsoever, Martin. Uh, I will eventually get one. It's fine. Like, I don't need another T-shirt. Like, the key to that story was not... I met these idiot fans and they talked to me too much and I didn't get to see one of my favorite I much prefer talking to you like that is that is something I will never forget t-shirts I will wear once in a while I think uh, I think we probably do need to lean down the when there's a queue of people 5 minutes before the screening and we were just I don't know it just didn't register with me so I was like yeah let's chat to each person who comes over that's not how meet and greets work <laughs> like it's a meet it's a greet get a picture but yeah. we're like oh cool so what did you think of raw where'd you come from yeah. like where, where, have you, where have you traveled in just from? wanted to chat to everyone I, but i loved it though yeah and uh yeah we 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 developed a sizable lot not because there were loads of people just because we took ages talking to everyone well you did say 
the key to a good cue is to make it look to keep it for as long as you possibly can because that will always make it look more impressive like it would have been like if half an hour before the film that cue had ended and we were just sort of stood at the bar yeah i guess that's good like you know hands in our pockets going like now what um oh i don't think you got this because you didn't ex you didn't go out to get food before it all started but i came around the corner after uh, after getting something to eat and right next to the prince charles was this huge line of people i was like what really i was like oh it's crimes for crimes of gringlewald or whatever it is <laughs> the, the the new harry potter movie the fantastic beasts films premiere yeah. was in leicester square the queue went down the street where our cinema was yeah i went through that crowd and standing there was was rory and loretta who had got there 45 minutes before the meet and greet started so an hour and 45 before the film and I just that's that's more like it. Yeah. Come inside, folks. Come it's inside. cold outside. Come downstairs. Come yeah. join us at the bar. Um, I don't know if she does listen to the podcast, but I hope she's having a nice birthday today. You uh, you gave her a lovely uh, video for her Instagram, <laughs> in which she asked you to say happy birthday, Loretta, and you said happy Christmas, Steve. Yeah, I was like, so I, I looked at her and went, so happy birthday, Loretta. She went, yeah, and I went, Merry Christmas, Steve, <laughs> straight into the camera. But she was. I mean, like, it all seemed like fun and games at the time. When she said, can I get a picture? And I said, what, what pose do you want to do? And she was like, I'll just stand in the middle. We're like, there's three of us. Where's the middle? And I joked, uh, you could give me a piggyback. And then she was like, yes, yeah. I will give you a piggyback. I was like, no, no, I'm just joking. And then she was like, no, no, no. I want, that's what I want now. And then you were, you and Laurie were like, yeah, piggyback, piggyback. Totally do it. I, was like, I, don't, I, uh, I don't know. And yeah, we did that. And yeah. my and Anna, my girlfriend, turned round at some point in this. She told me this later. And she said, "Why is Ollie on someone's back? <laughs> is this okay?" <laughs> and now there's photo evidence. Yeah, yeah. What a great night it was, though. It was fun. Thank you to everyone who came down. It was genuinely so lovely to meet you all there. Uh, I hope you very much enjoyed it. Um, we hope to do something else I've made the decision that if we do do another show at the Prince Charles which I think we more than likely will I'm, if they'll have us if they'll have us I am not going to drink ah okay because so what happens I think looking back on it I had this I had a chat with my wife when I got home because I was all sad Aww. I know I had a sad moment I just, I just had to get some sads out um, <laughs> and I just said I was like what happens is I, just, I have a couple of drinks and then that's coupled with excitement because I'm so excited to do the the live podcast, just makes me act like an idiot. No, and 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 so it's I'm very amplified. So I so head. I think I will just have the excitement, and I will get I'll get drunk off that instead. I'll get drunk on excitement rather than the uh, very reasonably priced alcohol from the Prince Charles Cinema Bar. And cocaine. And that. Uh, but thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We are going to be back tomorrow. It's a double episode tomorrow Ooh. because we've got NXT predictions with all three of us. And Laurie and I will be around to do the NXT review as well. So double up, and then there'll be an episode on uh, Friday. Friday, which will be the Survivor Series predictions with all three of us again. Then we're going to be back on Saturday with the magazine show then we'll be back on <laughs> Sunday with the takeover oh, Christ. Uh, war games review then we'll be back on Monday with the survivor series review Tuesday for raw Wednesday for smackdown and Thursday again for NXT and I'm pretty sure 
there isn't another pay-per-view until mid-December's TLC. I cannot oh. wait. Oh, maybe we'll actually build to stuff. Maybe we won't do car crash booking anymore, and we'll actually take our time to tell stories. Maybe we'll finish at a reasonable hour <laughs> at some time in the next two weeks. Thank you so much for listening. You are going to hear a lot from us in the next week, so... Uh, sorry. Sorry. Get ready for it. Uh, take care. I love you. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.